Welcome to our Spiritual Spotlight series, where we explore the vast and mysterious world of spirituality. Whether you're seeking guidance on your spiritual journey, interested in learning more about different spiritual practices and beliefs, or simply looking for inspiration to deepen your connection with the divine, then this is a show just for you. Join us as we delve into topics such as mindfulness, meditation, manifestation, energy healing, and much more. Our aim is to provide a safe and inclusive space for all listeners to explore their spirituality and connect with like-minded individuals. So grab a cup of tea, get comfortable, and let's journey together on the path of spiritual awakening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of It's Me, Not You. I am joined by my fabulous co-host. Hello, Melissa. Hello. Hello, Jake. Hey there. Hey. So today we're going to be talking about toxic positivity. Um, It is a topic that is near and dear to all three of our hearts. And I'm going to start with Melissa. Melissa, when you hear hear the term toxic positivity, what comes to mind for you? Uh, Well, the first thing is that person at eight o'clock in the morning, that's super hyper and super caffeinated and like, hi, good morning. And I'm not a morning person. I'm like, oh, please not yet. Um. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I hate that really early in the morning at work. It takes me a while to get going. <laughs> and I don't blame them because they're having a great happy morning. But for me, it's like, ooh, tone it down. Mm. So, um, <laughs> no, but for me, toxic positivity is um, not allowing yourself to be in the real world with your emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, we all go through stuff and then having people say, aren't you supposed to be a light worker? You're not supposed to feel like that. Guess what? I have all ranges of emotions, just like everyone else. I just try to spend a lot less time in the motion emotions mm-hmm. that aren't as positive. Mm-hmm. So for you, Jake, what comes to mind for you when you hear that term toxic positivity? I feel like for me, like whenever I think about toxic positivity, it always brings me kind of back to, you know, reading the, you know, manifestation books or the law of attraction books. And they would always kind of have that same like niche statement of, you know, all of your thoughts create your reality, Mm. you know, and, you know, be mindful of all of your thoughts or all of your words that you use. And I can appreciate the sentiment on one hand, but I mean, just coming from my own personal perspective of when I was reading a lot of this material, I was a very angsty and, you know, kind of just like dealing with my own mental health things as a teenager, you know, when I was kind of absorbing all of this information and it always kind of felt just incredibly, um, restrictive, you know, Mm -hmm. restrictive and like almost like militant in a sense of like, where it was like, you need to be extremely positive and you need to frame all of your words and all of your thoughts perfectly, or you're just going to, continue to have an experience that maybe you're not looking to keep having um and i also think that there's like a big conversation too in terms of like okay let's say like i'm trying to manifest a new job or a new house but if i am just in an economic status that just does not liken itself to me having a new house or finding a new apartment overnight um or you know god forbid anybody that's listening that is homeless you know if i were to tell them you know law of attraction babe you know it's what you put out into the universe it you it really leaves no it doesn't leave wiggle room for just being a human being, having a human experience, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so I think that in several ways, like I understand that it's well-intentioned, but I think at the same time, it can be incredibly damaging to not have 
a little, you know, blurb to preface, like, listen, within your means, pay attention to your thoughts and pay attention to your words. Because again, even on the rabbit hole of mental health, I mean, a lot of different forms of mental health deal with things like intrusive thoughts, um, you know, or, or that inner saboteur that kind of speaks up. Um, where it's not necessarily your voice, but it is a voice that mm-hmm. might sound daunting or critical yeah. um, or doubt you on your path or doubt the decisions that you make. But that doesn't mean that you are manifesting, you know, your doom or your downfall, you know. Um, so, I mean, there's there's lots to be said about it. But those are kind of my chief highlights when I hear toxic positivity. It's just like, oh, I like looking up this definition and it says, what is toxic positivity? And it says the pressure to only display positive emotion, suppressing any negative emotions, feelings, reactions, or experiences. It invalidates the human experience and can lead to trauma, isolation, and unhealthy coping mechanisms. And I also like the signs of toxic positivity, brushing off problems rather than facing them, hiding your true feelings behind feel-good quotes that seem socially acceptable, minimizing other people's feelings because they make you uncomfortable, and shaming other people for when they don't have a positive attitude. And I do feel that there is a lot, especially in the spiritual community, always have to be positive. You always have to be in the light. You always have to be above everything. And it's like, no, I am a soul having a human experience. And with that human experience, I'm going to have some emotions that are deemed societally, you know, unacceptable, shame, Mm. rage, depression, despair, for me, jealousy, envy, all of it. And it's like, no, I mean, I feel like part of our experience here is to learn from those lessons of maybe I have jealousy, maybe I have insecurity that comes up and I'm allowed to have those emotions and those feelings, but it's like, how do I kind of move forward acknowledging these and being okay with, you know, it's going to pop up every now and again, and it's okay. We can't always be high vibe, high I'm in the rainbows and I'm playing with the unicorns and the angels. No, sometimes like Jake, you talk about your, your inner goblin, your goblin demon, you know, that, that negative voice inside of you that, that mm-hmm. trips up and kind of <laughs> knocks you off a little bit. It's like, no, we, we got to acknowledge our inner goblin, acknowledge these feelings and be okay with being human and also displaying them. Cause I don't know about for you guys, but I do see sometimes spiritual people that are uncomfortable with really expressing how they're truly feeling about something. It's like, no, I think that's fucked up and bullshit. And they're like, everything's okay. You'll be okay. (laughs) Anything else you guys want to go ahead, Jake? (laughs) Yeah. I just, listen, I just think it's, I just think it's silly. I will say, um, but from one energy healer to another, to another, I just, I'm, I know that all of us can appreciate the power of sitting in an emotion that you're having. Um, you know, I, anger, for example, Mm. is one that we are always kind of turning ahead to and always not wanting to look into the face. But I, I, in my personal practice for myself and my solitary work and even working with clients during energy healing, letting them have a space where they can facilitate their anger, Mm. um, in that space, you letting themselves vocalize what that is or finding in their body where they store all of their anger, mm-hmm. where they're displacing it can be so incredibly healing. And for people who have never allowed themselves to be portrayed to, to, to be expressive in their anger, you know, they're very tight, stiff. And I, let me just tell you, it lives in your body so deeply, the, the deep muscle cramps, the stiffness, the posture mm-hmm. that it gives you, it, 
it really does energetically and, and physically kind of cripple you you know you can become very arthritic when you keep these kinds of emotions tucked to the side or yeah. or when we put them in the lens of um shame yeah. you know because i think that that's a very easy kind of category to take when we're talking about positivity and toxic positivity it's very easy to then in turn be like okay if i can only be positive then i must shame and displace the negative Aspect of me. negative yeah. emotions because newsflash everybody there are no negative emotions they're all beautiful and they're all raw and they're very important to our human experience you know um and to be out of touch with things like anger or to be out of touch with things like grief sadness all of those mm. i mean i definitely think that it number one will definitely dull emotional empathy at the same time because if i'm outwardly rebuking you know sadness grief shame guilt all of those things then how do i hold space for somebody that's having that experience yeah you know how do i relate to them how do i find b- ground level with them you know you bring up <clears throat> so many good points and the one thing i i do want to touch on is how you're talking about as energy healers all three of us are energy healers and we have been taught that thoughts emotion traumas that those moments get embedded into your cellular tissue. And mm-hmm. I'm going down another path here. It's also limiting beliefs and like kind mm-hmm. of the thoughts that run around in our mind. And if we continue to shove those down, that I'm not enough, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy of love. And look at those as like, you know, like you said, there's no negative emotions where it's okay to feel these things. And maybe as a child, I felt neglected or abandoned and I felt alone and isolated it's okay to allow those feelings to come up and then you acknowledge them. And that's like one way to let go of limiting beliefs. But like you're saying that gets embedded in your cellular tissue and you're going to have maybe issues with your heart. You, maybe you felt like loneliness and extreme loneliness and whatnot that might percolate and come up as actual heart issues. Mm -hmm. We do feel like our body is very in tune with our, everything that's going on. And sometimes it needs to make louder signs and, and singles. And it's like, Hey, 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 you know, like you're like, let's say, um, feeling uncomfortable might come up as a skin rash. Like Mm -hmm. it's fun. It's fascinating how, yes, our thoughts create our reality. I think there's my dog saying hello. Maggie said, hello. You know, (laughs) it's like, it's interesting, but I also I am uncomfortable with the extreme versions of that, that your thoughts create your reality and the supercharge, you know, uh, law of attraction. And there's really negative, uncomfortable things that happen to people and to put a bandaid on and say, well, Rachel, that happened to you because you thought it into your reality. Come on. And I don't think it's positivity that people should be focused on as much as it is what is healthy. Like being in tune with your anger doesn't mean go out and have road rage. It doesn't mean call people and tell people off and stay away from Rachel driving. (laughs) Anyone watch beef? It just means doing it and honoring it in a way that is that is healthy. Mm, Right. Absolutely. For yourself. And really coming to the root of what is that emotion and where is it coming from? Mm -hmm. Like if you're angry at what something did what someone did, is it really what they did? Or is it a feeling that you've had within you for a long time? Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're heading into a new Pluto season with Aquarius. So now we don't have a choice. We're in eclipse season. Um, You know, we have moon energy, Mercury retrogrades all coming up. So everyone is really going to be forced to deal with 
their shadow sides, whether they want to or not. And the shadow side is just the part of ourselves that we don't want to look at, the parts that we don't want to dig into, which is the other side of what we consider to be to be positive. Mm-hmm. And there is a difference between toxic positivity and hope and validation. Absolutely. So you can be hopeful, you can be optimistic, mm-hmm. you can you can have affirmations, you know, but if I'm telling Jake, always have to be positive. He's going to, he's going to punch me or he won't, but he might think it, you know, or never give up, turn that frown upside down. How many times times have been told? Or, you know, even like my least favorite one too is, um, I don't know, whenever you express like something that maybe was frustrating or you're just like having a venting moment and then somebody (laughs) says, oh, don't think like that. Oh, right. Or invalidating your experience. I mean, I, I know like, Jake gives wonderful advice. And I was, I was talking to Jake one time and I was apologizing. He's like, don't apologize. This is your experience. This is how you felt in this moment. And you're allowed to have space for how you felt. That's okay. That's your true emotions. That's your true feelings. How am I going to kind of get over that situation? If I don't acknowledge this is how I felt in that moment, like, Mm -hmm. but never give up, Rachel, just get over (laughs) it. I'd be like, okay. That's not helpful. <laughs> I mean, I think that there's like a really beautiful lesson to be learned from. I did a lot of work with the sun card. I remember like when I was learning the tarot for the first place and mm-hmm. the sun is always universally talked about as a very positive card, you know, thinking about optimism or how we frame our thoughts and how we frame our game plan around a certain goal, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you think about it, you know, plants can get too much sun and then they could wither and then they Ooh. dry up and recede back into the ground, you know, there is such thing as just too much light. And I think it's, again, like just kind of trying to desegregate the light and the shadow side, you know, we are ourselves, and they do have to be integrated. They do have to be a culmination, you know, um, we're humans. It's a gentle reminder. And and I think like, you know, there are, I mean, we, we read about all the light workers, and in the past couple of years, I've been reading about dark workers, you know, and, and maybe, maybe there may be some negative connotation with that. I'm not too familiar with what work they do, but what I do feel that they do kind of work with the shadow side and with the uncomfortable sides of ourselves that we don't like to admit and the things that, you know, but it's, this is who I am as a person. Maybe when I was younger, I treated somebody like a piece of crap. And that's something I need to acknowledge and maybe get amends for and apologize and whatnot. But that's an aspect of myself that I need to integrate with the light side of myself. Mm-hmm. And I and I think what as a spiritual person, what I feel my my personal opinion is we need to achieve a balance. I can't always be up in, you know, the seventh dimension, the 12th dimension and, and, and high vibing and doing all this. I also need to reconnect back with mother earth and bring everything back down into this physical reality. And that comes in with, I got to play with some emotions inside of myself that I'm not being told don't give up. You know, it's more like, Hey, you know, this, this happened. Well, why don't we work through it? You know, maybe I need to learn some coping mechanisms. Go ahead. Yeah. And I think that's a great point, too, because um, I know that there's a really popular discussion talking about, you know, um, uh, as far as kind of like somatic um, healing, meaning like in the body, finding the emotions Mm. and allowing that to express, you know, because emotions emote, emotions are meant to be felt and expressed, um, not over intellectualized, because that is a very real thing. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners will understand what I say, what I mean when I say this, especially for our friends that deal with things like, um, 
anxiety, depression, OCD, all of these things, mm-hmm. um, especially when people who have been going to therapy or have been doing self-help on them, I think that it's very easy for us to intellectualize our emotions and say, okay, this is where it's coming from. That's why I might be feeling that way. I understand why I'm having that reaction, but then I don't have that space to have the emotion, you know? So all of a sudden we kind of are computer processing our emotions instead of allowing them to be grounded in the body, expressed in a healthy way, whether that's exercise, dance, or a healthy conversation about, you know, why I'm feeling this way and how Mm -hmm. maybe I can, you know, correct this, you know, in whatever lens that's coming up for you. But there is such thing as intellectualizing your emotions and not leaving room to be felt, you know, again, emote emote your emotions feel them and i know that a lot of people it's a hard thing to remember how to feel your emotions and allow them to be expressed like that i do a lot of work with that similar process you know it's a work in process and it's something that you have to remember how to do um but it is so incredibly liberating though absolutely when you when you're talking about the intellectual part too we tend to, well, some may tend to research or look it up. Like, why am I feeling this way? What do I do? But what knows how to do it best is your body. Just like you're saying, like, where is this in my body? Where do, okay, I'm angry. I'm upset. I have anxiety. Where is my anxiety? Mm -hmm. And wherever that is, that's where you work on letting it go. It doesn't always have to have a name. You don't always have to have a purpose for it. It could just be little dust fragments of things that have happened throughout your life. And now it's too much and you just don't know what to do with it. So just let it go from that place where it's living or where it is kind of festering inside of you. And then fill that with something that's good for yourself, you know, right after. So it's like you said, if it's your heart, maybe it's just watching, I don't know, Marley and me or some kind of movie that'll make you cry and you get it all <laughs> and then you don't have to deal with who I cried. You could blame it on the movie, but at yeah. least dealt with, with getting it out, out of you. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing is, is that not every single person is going to deal with their emotions. It's not a cookie cutter method. Mm-mm. Like, you know, you said earlier, Jake, about, you know, grief. And I feel like we as a society, especially in a work culture, we're not we don't give people space to grieve, you know, and it's almost like people, employees or employers almost wear it like a badge of honor. Well, I didn't take a day off. when My mom died. Like, I just I'm OK. And I move forward and it's no big deal. I mean, I, I've seen this in the workplace yeah. and you're like, there's no space for people to grieve and really, truly feel out their emotions. And I think that we have minimalized our feelings as a society a lot and like really taught people shove it in, shove it in, kind of like be a robot, be a robot, just continue to hustle and grind, hustle and grind, hustle and grind. And that's where you see people burning out and having breakdowns because your body eventually will be like, all right, girl, we're done. Like we're done. I mean, you, you will head up against that, um, that wall. But I think like Melissa was saying to feel into your body, but it's interesting because you can have referred pain and that you may be getting a headache, but really the pain's going on your ankle. So I would be curious to see if any of our listeners, they're like, I have this pain and I tuned into it, but really it was up here. I'd be curious to see if that happens for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that'd be interesting. Anything that you guys else want to add in about toxic positivity? And maybe some ways to, if you're encountering it, allowing yourself space, yes, for hope and optimism, but also allowing these emotions to kind of come up. How about for you, Melissa? 
It's a personal journey. Nobody can tell you or, or kind of give you the roadmap, if you will, for how you're supposed to get through it. You need to do what's right for you. There's no timeline for emotions. Um, there's no timeline for grief. It's however you need to process it, you know, and think about kind of how you want to receive and then also how you want to give. You know, when you tell somebody, oh, you'll get through it. Nobody wants to hear that. They want to hear, you know what? I will sit with you. I will sit for you and I will hold space for you while you get through whatever it is you need to go through. And I'm here not telling your story over their story or, oh my gosh, it's been a year. Like, are you seriously not over this yet? You know, that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff really isn't, it's not helpful. When you're Mm -hmm. saying that, I think about people that have had partners that maybe cheated on them. And like, but they're, you know, maybe their partner had an affair and whatnot. And they're like, oh, just get over it. Some big deal. Because they chose to stay with the partner or whatnot. Just get over it. It was fine. Get over it. Mm -hmm. Like, no, I don't trust him because he's a fucking asshole and he violated my trust. But I know like, no. And then your partner gaslights you like, it's fine. Sorry. Whole nother topic. Jake, anything else? (laughs) Um, yeah, I would, I always just like to say in my like client work is that like, think about like all of these experiences, whether that's like in a traumatic experience that you had when you were younger or a loss that you went through or an incredibly stressful time or a period of anxiety, you know, I always think about those things as, okay, you know, we do a level of healing work at that time. And then later on down the road, we become different versions of ourselves. We learn new information and we come to new Um, points of view. And so I often find myself looking back at previous chapters and previous experiences and looking at it from a different perspective and then feeling like I'm healing in an additional way that I couldn't have at that time because you couldn't Mm -hmm. have told 20-year-old me that, oh, this was really, let me really break it down. This is why this was happening. And this is what we walked away with. I couldn't have heard that kind of answer that I can give myself at 25 today. You know what I mean? So I always tell people, you know, we're always changing and evolving. So don't be afraid to go back to past experiences, Mm -hmm. childhood, three years ago, all these things, you know, allow yourself to keep an open door policy with your emotions and your experiences. Mm -hmm. Allow yourself to revisit that. You know, it's just because you've had a conversation or a dialogue, especially let's talk about partners. You know, if you have something like, you know, a, a, a cheating situation in a relationship, or even just a, an experience where you felt betrayed. If you're feeling like that's coming back up again for you, and you want to discuss that because you're having this experience, a visceral reaction to this um, revisiting moment, then open that dialogue. Yeah, I would definitely say like we, I would really encourage our listeners to get back into the habit, try pushing yourself to say something about how you're feeling a little bit more often. Mm-hmm. Like if you're stressed out, try just kind of portraying that to the people around you of saying, you know what, I'm a little stressed today. So I'm going to take some time for myself. I'm going to, you know, I'll be at home. I'm going to go, you know, open up a good book and just kind of simmer down with that. Um, Or, you know what, I'm feeling a little bit down and out. So I would really appreciate, you know, an extra person to keep me company. You know, how about let's maybe go get coffee. Allow yourself to, you know, if you have a certain emotion that you're experiencing, loneliness, happiness, or if you're really happy for that matter, if you're really happy about something and you want to share that joy, say it out loud. You know, even if you're not somebody that particularly shares that often, get into the habit of just speaking how you're feeling a little bit more. It's not easy and not everybody is just like so gung-ho and great about doing so. But I find personally that it it, it's incredibly helpful little by little, little baby steps when you just those types of things out loud it helps you not internalize them uh as much and i think to add just be realistic with how you feel 
And also maybe being okay with calling out the person that is making you feel uncomfortable with their toxic positivity. Like I'm not resonating with this, even if it's with yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, And listen, there's no problem saying, you know what, that doesn't necessarily resonate with me, but, uh, I can be diplomatic and, you know, Mm -hmm. absolutely not, (laughs) 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 maybe not, you know, (laughs) um, and also, like you said, put your feelings into words. Like maybe you are feeling overwhelmed or you're Mm -hmm. feeling stressed and, you know, and I, I will say that's something that I've been working with more. I get, I, sometimes I can feel really overwhelmed and mm. I, I feel like I'm going to burst. And then, but I have been trying to put that more into words. Like I know I will say I'm feeling very sensitive at the moment and I'm just going to need a minute, like, you know, and then I can kind of reassess and re-engage. So, but I just want to thank everyone for listening to it's me, not you. And we'll see you all soon. Bye. Bye. I'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you found the episode to be enlightening and insightful. Our goal is to create content that not only entertains, but also helps you grow spiritually and connect with your inner self. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, we would greatly appreciate if you could take a moment to like, subscribe, and write a review. Your feedback is incredibly valuable to us and helps us to improve the quality of our content and to reach a wider audience. We believe that by sharing knowledge and insights about spirituality, we can help inspire positive change and personal growth. So if you found our podcast to be meaningful and informative, we encourage you to share it with your friends and family. Thank you once again for your support and for joining us on this journey of self-discovery and spiritual growth. We look forward to sharing more episodes with you in the future.